Episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from WWE's preference for part-timers and all-timers. The top moments from another week of Wednesday Night Wars. That and much, much more. Man. That's not me eating fajitas. That's another hot, spicy week of pro wrestling. How are you? Uh, I guess. Matt's coming in hot. Well, you were angry, so then I made myself <laughs> angrier. Um, and now you said you're going to be all happy. So now I'm even more angry. Because now I have to bring in... i got to come in hot, like a 110-degree fever. Uh, Mike, I'm super pissed. But if you want to find out why I'm so pissed, you got to listen to all the episodes of the Brothers of Discussion. That starts... With you taking a journey over to BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com. Check out all the old episodes. Uh, we've got some fun ones in there that uh, will stand the test of time. So so go hunting. Um, uh, uh, I haven't had beer in a while, and I needed to drink a beer to get through this episode. Uh, but, uh, you know, fear not. Uh, we are currently watching SmackDown, so that's going to be involved in this show. Uh, we got to see the wonderful opening uh, with Goldberg and Roman Reigns, but uh, we also both created some fun memes and gifs and tweets and grams, and you can find all those uh, at BOD Podcast uh, for Twitter. I almost said dot com. BOD Pod at BOD Podcast for Twitter. Brothers underscore of underscore discussion for Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook with our live wrestling discussion group, and uh, you can just find us on Facebook as the Brothers of Discussion. Um, I think that uh, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, we'd love to have some more reviews <laughs> at some point. We we greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you if you want to do us a solid, just go right ahead. Make yourself an Apple account and uh, just make a review. You know, it's it just we we've made 120 episodes for you. So the least you could do. We don't do this for us. Yeah, we do it for you. Get no. your goddamn. Apple account started like most human beings have and and give us a good review. Alright. <clears throat> Speaking of being fucking angry, Mike. Matt's coming in hot. Here he fucking, comes. He's coming in hot. Super showdown yesterday. Oh I, no. We're we're gonna we have a game saved for later, Mike. We're we're gonna we're gonna play which which match was booked well. And you're gonna pick through the whole <laughs> match card. Uh Cause goddamn, what a fucking waste of time! I already got my pick. Go ahead. Go bird. <laughs> you know we don't get it, WrestleMania. Big meaty man slapping me. That is the only thing that can redeem this travesty. I hope, I hope Roman Reigns and Goldberg. It's already they've already announced that they're gonna fight each other. I hope it's just on a weekly episode of SmackDown. Goldberg wins, but then up the ramp, Biggie beats him at the top of the ramp. With the cloning machine, gets two more Goldbergs. We have three Goldbergs. 
Xavier Woods comes back at WrestleMania in a in a hotly reacted to uh, return for Mr. Woods, and then the New Day battles three Goldbergs, uh, and then they <laughs> freebird the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship. Matt, does it get any better than that? Hot tag. Uh, yes. Uh, are there any Rick and Morty fans out there? Got a quick reference. Oh, uh, you, re- you remember when Summer was working for Satan? Yeah. How about the end of that episode where Summer and Rick got all juiced up and just beat the shit out of Satan? This yeah, that was, they looked Goldberg. like a couple of Goldbergs. So if it was them and one more, they would have had three Goldbergs. This Goldberg story better end with him walking up the ramp. Big E and Matt Riddle are standing there. And I just want to see the two of them beat the living hell out of Goldberg until he... And I, I just... I want, a, I want a shoot ass kicking. I want... You know what? I want to see this blood. company does not go far enough. Yes, Goldberg is the champion. Yes, Brock Lesnar is the champion. But the two of them are not tag team champions. Ooh. I think that they should get together and form a universal heavyweight SmackDown Raw NXT tag team championship. And it's only <laughs> defended quarterly. <laughs> which which would be okay. Since we already asked them to take, like, we want, like, an off-season, so then you and I yeah. could just, like, stop recording for a good chunk of time. Yeah, uh, we get, nice. get a little break. But yeah. I think uh, that would be a perfect opportunity, Matt, for, yeah. for Big E and Matt Riddle to come in and save I, the day. I'd hate to do, like, a, a Twitter poll and go, what do you think, BOD podcast fans, should the should the Brothers of Discussion take a three-month break and just to see, like, 100% be our biggest... Just no participation. <laughs> Oh, come on! At least say no! Well, no, I was thinking it was 100% yeah. Oh, that'd be bad, too. <laughs> you'd ruin the joke by... But then we'd ruin them by having more episodes, see? Little... Anyway. Anyway, sorry, Matt. So, the... It's funny. We have our two oldest guy. Well, outside of The Undertaker. Uh, our two oldest wrestlers are now champions. Um, I think this company, Matt, needs to take the next step. Make them tag team champions. And then uh, they can fight each other at SummerSlam when they break up after defending the belts after a few pay-per-views. I, Mike, what, what, I, what makes you feel more dumb? Like not expecting this, <laughs> or when we used to complain when Super Showdown was just like a house show and nothing happened, and we were we were upset about that. We we're like, oh, I wasted my time because nothing happened on this show. Now they do these two-minute match. They do. F- 42 two-minute matches. Yeah. <laughs> Still nothing really does happen That's that, that makes you feel good. And and the, now we have titles changing that probably shouldn't have changed. Uh, I just... Huh. But yeah, hot tag, Mike. What, what makes you feel dumber? <laughs> uh, not, not expecting this or... I'm kidding. All I right. think uh, David Cross said it best when he said, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me will be three times well that's that's you why are you fooling me three times you already fooled me two times oh you're big man you're gonna fool me three times fool me four times fool me four times well that's you again because now you're just being a dick like there's no reason to do that fool me five times fool me five, five times. times what am i a native american you know what leave me alone because i got you know fooled by white people yeah, um, no, and that that's all from, you know, the joke. So if anybody gets mad, Mike was still referencing that yeah, joke. Yeah, it's still about the evils so of white people, which we are. Yeah. Um, so it's just at this point, did you really think anything else was going to happen? 
that's why when I brought up the Brock and Bill being tag team champions, that's that would surprise me because this company does just enough to make you mad, but not completely t- change the ch- channel. And what's what's fascinating about Goldberg being champion is not that it happened. Um, it's that now back to back we've had two beloved, uh, like two sustained runs with. Uh, uh, our SmackDown champion with Kofi Kingston. Uh, you know, we had Daniel Bryan in there, but then, you know, we got to move into uh, The Fiend. I know we, we're kind of flip-flopping with the belts, but I'm just, I'm getting I'm getting to a point where there's a real connection. Yeah. It's yeah. just, we took these guys people were really excited about, and there was like an organic growth of love and adoration and cheering and merchandise purchasing. Yeah. And both of those uh both of those uh, parades of uh, wrestling happiness were immediately squashed and quashed by old timers um, and two particular old timers that people don't like. And it's not just that they lost to those guys who are, 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 are more protected than like a corporate sponsor. That's how well those guys are protected. Like you wouldn't dare say anything about Snickers on WWE. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> And it's the same thing with, you know, WWE's uh, protection of Bill and Brock. And, man, the fascinating part, I know this is a long preamble, but yeah, it's not just that those beloved guys lost. They're just off the map. Off the map. There isn't a rematch in sight. There, there isn't a, you know, I'm going to get my comeuppance. I'm going to, you know, get one more shot here. They're off the map. Kofi was back to being in the New Day as soon as he lost his belt. The Fiend, so far, no show on SmackDown. Roman Reigns is already stepping up as the next number one contender. Fiend, off the map. Bray Wyatt just tweeted, it's over. <laughs> Are you serious? Um, it's uh, not that not that bleak, but he, you know, he just said, you know, Things happen in life circular. Uh, here, I got it for you. Quote, life is a circle. No matter what beast you make of yourself or how bright one side is, inevitably the dark side comes again. But the beauty of the circle is round we go. <laughs> Jesus, round we go. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, that's terrifying. Um, to Matt, hot tag. What's more yeah. likely, that we see the Fiend become champion again? Or that Bray Wyatt has to reinvent himself? again as an even scarier version with an even lower tuned guitar to come out to i get or is he just a comedy act as bray wyatt on the firefly funhouse i i hope he becomes the leader of the dark order at this point i i I am struggling to think of something that's even funny to say because i i still like I I held him near and dear to my heart, Mike. You you remember how angry I got in the summer, in the fall. I didn't want to see him touch the title because I knew they were going to fuck it up. And man, they sure as hell fucking started fucking it up when he started Uh-oh. fucking fighting Seth fucking Rollins. And that was a real fuckery. And it's just, Daniel Bryan was like, okay, this is pretty good. But now those fights are just, I mean, it's, it's, it's Star Wars all over again, Mike. It's it's Rise of Skywalker just completely ruining the Last Jedi. It's this match destroys all of the goodwill and good storyline they built with the Daniel Bryan feud. 
all of the switching Seth Rollins to heel, it was just like, well, that's just how we're going to do it. It didn't really matter that it was The Fiend. Now we can tell a different story for Seth Rollins. It's like, no, they're... Why can't there ever be goddamn fucking purpose in storytelling? I, Mike, I, the tweet I saw yesterday was was fucking bully Ray talking about we we just don't get it if we're angry about Goldberg winning. It's like <laughs> no man, you don't fucking get it. We want like creative storytelling. That wasn't creative to have Goldberg go over. There wasn't no. even a build to this feud. No. That bully Ray, you are fucking gone. You you are so past like rational thought and pro wrestling. Or here's what's probably going on. You're you're on Sirius XM and you've got a ton of WWE superstars I'm you, on the You gotta on your protect show. the corporate sponsor. That, gotta protect them. That show is just paid now by the WWE. <clears throat> I, that's the only thing I can come up with at this point because a, a pro wrestler Mike we had Roman Reigns last night, a tweet pop out where he was in an interview and would you rather fight Goldberg or The Fiend? And Roman Reigns himself, this isn't verbatim, but this is pretty close. He said, no offense to Goldberg, but I, I want my pro wrestling to be about the future. And it's like, goddamn, like even Roman Reigns is saying that leading right. into what's about to happen. It's what the fuck? Uh, yeah, and I, Roman's probably going great. Now I'm gonna get my fucking ass boot out of the stadium again because it doesn't matter that I'm gonna take down Bill Goldberg. I gotta, I'm gonna be the replacement for the Fiend. It's just not fair to Roman Reigns. I think uh, I think you're making a golden point there because what WWE's doing is they are seeing the, these, uh, you know. Investors panic. They're seeing ratings not be, you know, skyrocketing through the roof every week. Uh, you know, they're not as low as last year, which we talked about um, on previous episodes. And so they're like, well, my God, every effing time we put Goldberg or announce that he's going to be on the show, the ratings just kaboom. They're, they're, he's, he's like John Cena. We just say he's going to be on the show and people tune in. Um, I don't think that there's the evidence must be there. They must have the numbers to be like, well, if we give, we get them on TV, it helps us out. So, but is there really the evidence there that said Goldberg needed to be champion for Roman Reigns to fight Goldberg? Uh, wouldn't no, that have been I, enough? I don't think, I don't think is, that, I don't think that evidence was there. This feels like my same. I, now I'm going to be crying all the. I'm going to be I, crying I think, all the way to WrestleMania, I just like what, I was last year with yeah, Charlotte think, Flair being in the Triple Threat. I think what they're doing is okay. Speaking well, of crying, here's Otis. Goldberg. Oh, poor Otis. Uh, Goldberg is, uh, you know, when he's announced, people tune in. So I, I guess their theory is, come WrestleMania, we announce Goldberg's not only going to be there, he's going to be fighting in the main event with the championship belt. People are like, oh, I better, you know, subscribe to that WWE network. It's, it goes against, you know, what we preach on this show where we understand that it's a circus and, you know, there might, when you go to the circus, there might be some acts you don't really care about. Maybe you're just there for the animals. You don't care about the tightrope. <laughs> you don't care about the juggling. Uh, you don't care about the 60-year-old guy who tackles people and, you know, wins in, you know, scripted fights. 
But, you know, there, there are people who like that. So let that be part of the circus. But did it have to be the main event of the circus? I, I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers to justify it. I, I don't have the interest level to justify it. And now I'm just fascinated to see what you could possibly do with the fiend besides have him, you know, conquer John Cena at WrestleMania. That that's all you could do. Well, that I think, like, I get what you're saying, and I I, I know that you you aren't saying it because you're you're super stoked because because Goldberg beat the fiend. I, I I know you're making the the, you know, the the a logical point, but I I mean, like, my rebuttal would would have to go if we're filling out a, a roster card and you want to get, you know, you, you have these wrestling fans now that are, it's just like the political season. Like you don't, you don't want to have a candidate that fucks up and says something stupid. And then you've got to jump, you got to jump ship because, uh, you know, some moron just said something. So, d- I mean, I know, I know what really happens in, in politics. It's kind of, <clears throat> kind of where I'm coming from. Anyway, but it's, let me, let me, let me reset here. Um, let me just make my point. Cause I, I'm going to go off in some, dumb tangent and it's not going to make any sense like always um if they're trying to fill out 40 matches on the wrestlemania card um i i just think what they're going to rely on now is going to be a fiend match without a title is going to be one of those matches and i feel like if people were tuning in and coming back to the point where wwe thinks they're disney and they're building up their assets um I feel like that would have been the better shot. That that would have been the, the decision that made more sense is to have Goldberg show up and be in a huge match with Roman Reigns, who I Mike, if you I had think that, that could have that could have sold itself. I think that that for me is interesting enough where I, I get it. I get it. It's two big meaty men slapping meat. And it doesn't need a belt to get interest for me. I would already want to watch Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I just, I will never understand, like, why alienate the hardcore fan base in the storyline because you want, yeah, like, you need it, Goldberg to hold the title. We're already, uh, we already know they, they have some idea of, you know, what they're doing because they're using Brock as, um, I hope, I hope, they're using Brock to, to prop up McIntyre, which my god that crowd's gonna be elated if he can manage to defeat the beast do you believe that right now um i mean I, would predict- I predicted that he would win the rumble um and he did get to eliminate brock and he got to you know uh taunt him and uh, it's it's not completely uh unbelievable i i could see a, a scenario where he ends up winning um i just with, you know, we have a very obvious, you know, uh, um, established guy putting over a younger guy. You know, that's that's great. And you're going to give him a belt. So you're going to get twofold there. But it just, with with Brock, with, uh, excuse me, with Goldberg and Roman, it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just a, a massive collision with, you know, uh, uh, WCW's greatest, current WWE's biggest. I, I don't know if they think they're getting, you know, Hulk and... Uh, rock you know in 2002 because i think you made the biggest point that at least the the strongest point so far is this this kind of screws over roman because i i don't think this is going to help him win over fans well we just saw too on smackdown they just tried to do it to have them do a face-off 
And then we, all we heard was boo. And then Goldberg, who's so good at his job, starts laughing because, uh, you know, he can't just hold a straight face. He, he's he got to break under the pressure. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And for a guy that, um, you know, swore off the business and swore off WWE and... It's um, just it's just a sucks. job to him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and for the longest part of uh his career, like to the the smart, he was just a terrible pro wrestler. And you know, now you've got guys like Matt Riddle really highlighting how bad he is. Um <laughs> nice, but, so nice it, bro hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but it really yeah, it really begs the question, like what the hell are we doing? I, yeah. why why is this guy a deity for the WWE? Is it just because the Rock got hurt when he fought, and we're watching highlights of Rock and Cena right now. But is is that why we were like we had to tell Goldberg like we need someone to come back? Uh, it's got to be you. There's nobody else. I I just I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, they made what eight Fast and Furious movies. So sometimes you know, watching big meaty men slap meat. I get it. I just. It's just a, it's an odd decision, especially the way they took the fiend off the map, just gone, yeah. and they they put Roman up there. Roman. I mean, yeah, I, I could complain about this forever. Um, yeah, let's move. But on. We should move um, on. Just another uh, old timer here. It was just kind of a fun presentation. It was the Undertaker coming into that gauntlet match yesterday um, and, and beating up the OC, and you just see the boots and the cape. And man, I saw you tweet. uh Oh, they just got beat up. I bet. <laughs> Well, I said, I said breaking news, AJ Styles versus Batman, WrestleMania oh, 36. Which would be a great match. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Matt, I guess my only question for this is, you know, Undertaker came out, choke slammed AJ. Um, I wonder if Undertaker could still do Tombstone. It's got to bums me out. But uh, do you see them having, a, like, a real payoff at, at Mania? I think if if... Undertaker had to have a match with anybody, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It, it probably should be AJ Styles. Like, um, so it's kind of th- this is the formula in my brain. Should Undertaker be fighting? No. Will he be? Yes. So who should he face? I mean, it it, it should be like a like an AJ Styles sized guy who can really make him look good. But here's the thing, Mike. You can't put Dolph Ziggler out there. You can't put Ricochet out there. <laughs> So it's gotta be AJ Styles. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're just kind of crossing off the boxes of all right, who who legitimately is believable against the guy who beat Shawn Michaels and Triple H four years in a row? Um, yeah, not not gonna be Ziggler, even though he'd make the Undertaker look like a god again. It's you know, it's gotta be AJ. Um, I I, th- I right. Uh, even if uh, I don't know, even if they tried to do a repeat, and I I don't want this at all, and I never did, but if they tried to do a repeat of like the Fiend and the Undertaker, that would look ugly as hell. So it's it's got to be a little guy that he can get up there, and it's got to be a guy that can that he can fling around the ring. So again, formula is, is it going to happen? Yes. So it might as well be AJ Styles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if I'm gonna pick so exactly, but if you're gonna pick somebody to trust to get a good match on Undertaker and not make him look silly, and it is still an intimidating presence. You know, I still will watch it for a second, and then I'm like, man, it's been like three minutes. He's still not at the ring. Um, it's it's AJ. 
but yeah, you had a. I think you had a little game for me based on Super Showdown, man. Well, I mean, I, I already kind of hinted at it, so part of the fun was going to reveal this. But um, I, I actually do have a pick for this. But I, I was taking a look at the match card, and I just went, Jesus. Like, every, almost everything on this card was like, oh, we, we don't give a fuck about the future. Um, but no, uh, Mike, take your pick. Super Showdown. Uh, we don't have to make this into a joke. You can you can give me your legit answer. But I think most people would agree that uh, from top to bottom on this card, it did very little for WWE programming. Um, and uh, you know, you could make the argument, no, man, it did a ton. We have we have a couple WrestleMania main events ready to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, go ahead and make that argument. But uh, when we talk about like the long term gain from what happened at Super Showdown. Uh, very little. So, Mike, uh, yeah, go ahead. Give me, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, uh, let the people know what the card was so I can kind of, you know. Oh, then, sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, the, do you want me to say the winners and losers? I feel like that makes sense. Uh, sure. So, the OC defeats the Viking Raiders. Uh, the Undertaker wins the two-wake c- trophy. Uh, Morrison and Miz defeat the New Day. To become SmackDown Tag Champions, uh, Garza defeats Hamato Carrillo. Uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy uh, destroy the Street Profits. Mansoor beats Dolph Ziggler. Brock Lesnar beats Ricochet in a minute. Uh, <laughs> just take note there. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, beats King Corbin after Corbin flees the scene, and uh, Bailey defeats. Uh, Naomi by pinfall to retain the championship. And did I, what am I? Oh, there it is. Goldberg, of course, defeating Bray Wyatt. So, uh, what did you want me to do with this? Just like, which tell one me, of these? Yeah. Which, which one of these sell me on? This is, this match was booked. Well, so Lord. I, I mean, I guess you could, do you want me to, I could say none of them, uh, but I will say John Morrison in the Miz. Um, if only because the New Day at this point is there in the Brock Lesnar position to help get over other people. And to this, this juncture in his return, Morrison has, you know, been a, uh, a, he's been a mouse fart. He's been a tumbleweed. Turd uh, in the wind. Yeah. Nobody's. My favorite line from Venom. (laughs) A turd in the wind. Probably one of the, one of the greatest lines in film, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We got to get this guy over. I mean, they already gave him the Miz. Uh, now they're going to give him some gold. Um, let's kind of see what he can get cooking here. This is when, you know, Morrison was at his best at WWE when he, you know, wasn't doing uh, Royal Rumble shenanigans. He was in a tag team with the Miz. So this decision, like, it feels like it could be a positive for weeks to come where a lot of the other, you know, outcomes were just almost entirely forgettable. Um except for Mansoor's, uh, you know, continued winning streak in India. Uh, I mean, Saudi Arabia. That's that's great for him. Uh, the rest of these, it was, uh, you know, I don't think you want to, you know, you want to think of the Fiend match too much, except uh, it's, uh, it's a game changer. Uh, yeah, Matt, I'd say the one redeeming outcome was Morrison and Miz. Were you going to no-sell the entire... It's okay, too. I mean, it's I, they earned it, but were you going to totally no-sell the whole card? 
No, I, I was actually, well, what sucks is that you brought up the one I was going to pick, which was going to be Mansoor and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I thought that that was the only one that seemed to be booked well. So I, I'm talking about start to finish. Like, obviously, Roman Reigns should go over on, on Corbin, but um, I, I didn't think about this. But when I was reading up after after watching the show, it's like, why why is Corbin asking for a cage match and then running away from Roman Reigns? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but Mansoor beating Dolph Ziggler, all of that makes sense. Top to bottom. I love my Dolphy, but, uh, you know, he had to go down. He's, he's not a winner. He, he's just, he doesn't win things, Mike. So I, we're okay with that. Like, I've gotten past that. And, and him letting Mansoor look good, uh, that was actually pretty cool. But um, that was it. Like, for me. Like, I, what the hell's The Undertaker doing? They could have set up that in so many different ways. Uh, I mean, I and the other the other part of this, too, Mike, right? Like, who gives a shit about the Tuake trophy? Like, I shouldn't really care that he won, but that is kind of an opportunity to build up a new guy. But, you know, here we are. It, it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> well, hey, let's, uh, uh, yeah. we don't have to dwell on this poopoo card too much. Because uh, we had a lot of really good AEW stuff. Uh, a lot of good segments. So we got their pay-per-view coming up tomorrow, Matt. And I'm kind of legitimately excited for it. Let's um, do uh, Wednesday Night Wars first. That yeah, let's do it. To, yeah, that leads yeah, to the card. Yeah, let's do... Uh, well, we're going to move into AEW. So let's start with uh, top three moments from NXT. Matt, you are our correspondent this week. Matt, number three. Top moment from NXT. Well, before announcing number three... <laughs> I just saw your note. That's my favorite note you've ever written in our show notes. <laughs> so there's a top three traditionally. But Matt, it looks like you have a new entry to the list. Yes. Negative uh, 1,000, Mike. Uh, after this is the 1,000th worst minute moment <laughs> of a 120-minute show. It was negative 1,000 uh, minutes. Yeah. I, I, we, we watched this amazing match of Keith Lee and Dijakovic, and people are walking away from... Uh, takeover going oh my god five-star match uh that's gonna be a match of the year candidate these two behemoths going at it so much fun and uh dajakovic goes the next week gives kind of like a, a a soft promo about him challenging keith lee again keith lee's on board so what do they do the week after that dajakovic goes down to cameron grimes and mike cameron grimes he's fine mm-hmm. not super impressive uh and and dajakovic goes down like pretty uh like convincingly yeah i I just to me that this is this is one of the things that uh i don't know i'll i just gotta say i hate that i know now i gotta jump into number three but um not not a good start for this for this show you know we love dijakovic uh friend of the show uh not just because he you know retweeted us a few times but I, i i genuinely like his um uh, not just his move set, but kind of like his whole uh, his whole recipe for how to get a match across, like how to sell the story with the facial expressions. You know, he's a giant man uh, who does some absurdly athletic, uh, like uh, springboard maneuvers, uh, things that I think even Cesaro would blush over. Yeah. Um, and just to see the way he's treated like this, it's not at the EC3 level, but it's it's. It's not too far off. Um, I, if I were him, I'd be a little more mad, but I don't think that that's really in his character to do so. So 
it'll just be up to you know us, the fans, to grumble about this. But Matt, what was the number three move? Uh, I'm gonna go with Gargano mocking Champa. Um, interferes with uh, with his little segment there uh, with Austin Theory. Uh, I mean the match, but you know once Gargano gets involved, then that's all we care about is Gargano and Champa going face to face. Champa did his darndest. Like he he did a he did a great job like trying to grab while he's already like half knocked out trying to grab Gargano. That that was fun to watch, but. Um, I, I should throw on there too, and I'll say this again, <laughs> probably after I wrap up with my number one. Um, Mike, this is one of my least favorite episodes of NXT since we've been doing this. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you want to hit your number three? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say my number three is just because of the way they always book the young bucks. It always just puzzles me. It's, it's never a thing that I would do. Uh, but Omega, Kenny Omega and Pac had a 30 minute iron man match and it was wonderful um you know these are number three yeah uh these are two of the best wrestlers in the world uh this was just how they kicked off aew this week a 30 minute iron man match with uh, i mean they've had their disagreements i don't know if they earned this match but it was just like a pay-per-view level match uh to start the show so if you were screwing around getting your snacks together like I was, you missed the first few minutes, and you're like, ah, oh, damn it! And then you had to rewind the DVR and go back. Um, and and remember, too, this went up against Dijakovic losing to Cameron Grimes. Ooh. So, like, yeah. you know how pissy I was watching that and then knowing I missed yeah. the Iron Man match? You know what's funny about that, too, is you bringing that up. Uh, it didn't dawn on me till this moment, but that was definitely a strategic move to get you to watch AEW, and then, you know, you go to NXT, and you're like, oh, yuck you know, Adam Driver style. <laughs> so you go back and watch a classic. Um, the one poo-poo of this match, what I was mentioning with the Young Bucks and why this didn't move up to, like, top three for me. Yeah. Omega is fighting the bastard, Pac. Who do you think's the bad guy in that match? Um, Mr. Pac? Uh, yeah, I, I would think Pac. So <laughs> why does Omega have, like, cronies helping him out? One of the instances where Pac should have got a fall was... Uh, both men were laid out the outside of the ring. The ref's doing the count to 10. Pac gets in at 8. Omega is still dazed at 9. And the Bucks help Omega get back into the ring so he doesn't take a fall. And Excalibur was kind of like, Oh, uh, Matt Jackson just barely didn't do too much to cost Omega that fall there. He's looked like he was just kind of guiding him. He wasn't really pushing him into the ring. So that's probably why the official didn't, uh, you know, cost him a point there. But, he, <laughs> like, that put him in such a bad spot because there's, like, there's there's no way to explain that. That should have cost Omega a point. And you can see the crowd kind of going, uh, okay. Well, I'll just keep rolling with it because these guys are so good. <laughs> Some extreme spot was coming and you were going to forget all about it. But it was just kind of like, why is the why do they book the good like the like the young bucks had another segment planned that night? It's not like we needed to get them on TV to start the show. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, yeah. So it's just kind of like eh, just kind of a weird decision. Uh, I it's it's something I wouldn't have done. Matt, your moment number two. I'm excited because I can two. I can see who's involved, so I can't wait to hear what happened at moment. Oh, whoops! <laughs> I wrote it down wrong. Oh no! <laughs> That's why you're so excited. <laughs> Oh, that changes oh, one things sec. A I just bit. knocked the headphones off my ear. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so everyone, what I wrote, 
I was like, wow, you're really excited about this. Okay. And I went to read it out loud. What I, what I wrote was Imperium beats up Walter. Um, so that's not what happened. <laughs> Imperium sending a message to Finn, uh, which I, I put as number two because I, I think as the, uh, the Walter story goes, like, I think we keep trying to figure out like what's going to be as good as Tyler Bate. I don't think Walter and Finn is going to be as good as Tyler Bate. But I think this is the next good step. Like, and especially for a, a UK takeover, which honestly, Mike, the longer I, I have to watch these, uh, the, the half-assed NXT episodes, uh, goddamn. I mean, I, I honestly, if I go back and I think about the takeovers, that, that last Blackpool takeover, which I think was Blackpool, God damn, that was that was seriously still my favorite wrestling show of like the last year. Um wow. but uh yeah, this this is just another way to put a capper on that. And that means there's gonna be room for Tyler Tyler Bate to fit in there somewheres and and uh, it, it's just it's a good way to keep Walter busy. The Kiwi <laughs> Travis Burks. And and I thought too, like what was interesting is if Finn Balor actually wins this which I don't, he definitely shouldn't, but if Finn Balor won that, that would be actually kind of neat. Um, I don't want Imperium to start their down, their their slide, but um, yeah. I think Finn works for, for NXT UK. Uh, I just don't, I, I, I don't know what that means to his ego or anything, but uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool for him, um, or for us. But yeah, you're, you're number two. Matt, I tweeted it. And my God, is this a honest statement? There are three ways, Matt, to get generate heat as a pro wrestler. Right. <laughs> the number three, you insult the local sports team. I think that goes without saying. Number two, if you want if you want heat, just be Baron Corbin. It, it, he just walks in a building and people start booing. And Matt, the number one way right now to get heat is your cheap shot, Orange Cassidy. Yep. Cassidy has been hanging out with the best friends. He's kind of been a, a mascot, a sidekick um, on the peripheral. And my God, Matt, after Pac and Omega had their match, Pac was rumbling and grumbling uh, up the ramp. He got a microphone in his face and out walked Orange Cassidy to confront him. And the crowd lost their fucking minds. Because they thought the bastard and Cassidy were about to get it on. Uh, business was about to pick up, you know, as JR likes to say. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like, my God, we're actually going to get a match at Revolution. Pac, the bastard, versus Orange Cassidy. I, This guy is such a, like a, a phenomenon. I, I can't... I don't have words for him anymore. I just... When he hits the screen... That's how I feel WWE feels when they put Goldberg on. I'm like, I don't want to miss the Orange Cassidy segment. Yeah. <laughs> I might be watching a particular match, like, on mute for whatever reason. Maybe I got something else going on. But I will listen to that crowd pop for Cassidy every single time. It's like Stone Cold rolling out in a four-wheeler. Yeah. That's how excited that crowd is. It's that fun. And now he's going to fight who I think is, you know, one of the top ten wrestlers in the whole world right now in Pac. So... It was a really cool moment. I'm so excited to see. I hope he doesn't just get squashed, poor Cassidy. But I'm really excited to see Saturday. Matt, we're climbing the list. We're at number one. 
this is the well, top moment here out of NXT. I think I, I, I am self-aware, and I usually go pretty hot takey, and, and I go, I'm not going to pick the main event. So I, I've said that. So I, I, I fully acknowledge that. I go kind of hot takey. This was, this was easily on this uh, kind of bad episode of NXT. The, the main event was the best part. It was Charlotte and Bianca going at it. Bianca was at top Bianca, the, the EST in this, uh, in this match. There's, man, I, I couldn't have said that more white. Um, <laughs> she, but she did such a great job and, and really turned it up for what was easily her biggest match so far uh, of her career. And, uh, Charlotte did a great job, but just, I think what, what, uh, this is number one. So I shouldn't say what brings this down, but, yeah. um, man, the, uh, the clumsy finish with, uh, Rhea Ripley and like Charlotte had to still hurt Bianca Belair. Like to me, there's some poor planning there that kind of hurt this for me because you could, you could see it going on that they were trying to figure out how are we going to do what we're supposed to do and, not get in trouble by going over the five minutes we're allowed on USA. <laughs> um, I don't know if you watched it, but Bianca Belair's getting beat up, and uh, Rhea Ripley yeah. just instead of running to the ring to help Bianca, um, and 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 mind you, like nothing has happened to Bianca yet. All she is, all, all that's happened is she's lost the match, and uh, Charlotte is gonna hit her with a chair, and then she's gonna put her in the uh, the figure eight. And the whole time this is going on, Rhea's doing her entrance. She's doing the stomp. She's looking at the crowd, like, getting them all hyped up. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if she was just so hyped up about her entrance uh, theme that she was like, you know, I'm just, you know, she she went into, like, uh, that, like animal instinct and was like, well, I was trained to make sure I do this uh, routine when I hear this song, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but instead, it just got... It was so confusing and clumsy, and it was like, "What? Go, go help Bianca! Stop getting the crowd riled up!" And you could see the crowd was like, "Go! What are you doing? Get in yeah. the ring!" Um, and then, you know, it it just kind of looked like Bianca's probably going to be taking a break, and they couldn't just have Charlotte win the match and Bianca disappear because. They even though I, I was mad at this week's storytelling ability of NXT, they do like storytelling down there. So they wanted to make sure that uh, probably I'm guessing that Bianca is written off because of what happened in the post-match interaction. So all that uh, that was the best segment of the night. But honestly, I I I love the match and the idea of Rhea Ripley <laughs> screwing that up, or maybe the production team. Or just the fact that they had to rush, uh, it hurts. But Mike, you're number one. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that has to happen. Oh. I hate that I have to tell a story on all of these. Like it can't just be. Oh, I liked Pac and Kenny Omega going at it. I have to go. No, then what happened was the fucking camera guy fell over and the whole set <laughs> blew up. Well, go ahead. Um. Uh, well, this number one is uh, it was uh, John Moxley and Jericho weighing, which. If I just said that to you, hey, uh, the end of AEW is going to be a weigh-in. Be like, well, I'm busy. I, I'm going to miss it. But this was much more entertaining than I think anyone expected a weigh-in to be. Um, Moxley comes out to a thunderous ovation. Jericho comes out again to people singing the lyrics to his own entrance song that he basically, you know, he wrote. And it sucks. Jericho did, did that thing where if you've ever told a joke, like. <laughs> 
like you're a little kid at a party and you tell a joke and all the adults like laugh really hard yeah and then the little kid's kind of like proud because he discovered he kind of has that power to like influence adults by telling a joke that's the face the shit-eating grin the jericho had when they called out some old fogey from wcw to and john moxley and jericho snatched a microphone out of somebody's hand said you're supposed to be a legend no wonder wcw went out of business and the whole crowd was just oh and jericho had his little shit-eating grin and it (laughs) it definitely felt like a little a little bit of uh, a little bit of improv because I, I think the old man was kind of caught off guard and he kind of stumbled over his words after that yeah. and he doesn't seem like a good enough actor to you know have practiced this beforehand uh, <laughs> it was hysterically funny Jericho's timing is always a plus um, and then the moment you know got escalated to the next level because you got Jericho you know doing what he's good at and Moxley doing what he's good at because Jericho got in the face of Moxley Moxley headbutted him uh, busted Jericho's head open. There's blood everywhere. And then it was just, you know, it was just uh, a schmaz of people throwing uh, fists, uh, kicks, um, you know, members of the inner circle fighting. You know, uh, Dustin came out. Uh, uh, Darby came out. It's just getting you all set up for Saturday. And to see blood, to have laughs, uh, to get some reminders of what's coming. It was, it was just a highly effective last segment. And I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll say it again. It was much more interesting than a weigh-in has any uh, reason to be, especially because Jericho got to close it out by eventually getting revenge on Moxley and um, using Moxley's finisher on Moxley onto the steel part of the scale. It was a pretty cool spot. So, yeah, well done. I- I'm really liking AEW. It's it's something I actually look forward to every week. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun program, Matt. And do you want to jump into the pay-per-view? Hell yeah. Let's do it, Matt. We got a we got a big card. Um, a couple things I think they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna consider them dark matches, but here's the card in its entirety. So we got SCU versus the Dark Order. That's definitely uh, a dark match. Yeah, it's the Dark Order's in it. Dark Order, dark match. Uh, we got uh, Guevara against well, Darby. What? That's, don't we want to? We don't talk about. Yeah, it? we're gonna go through all of them. Hold on. Uh, we got uh, Jack Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. So we got MJF uh, versus Cody. Uh, we got Statlander and Nyla Rose going at it. Young Bucks against Omega and Paige. And then Joe Max versus Kerr Jericho <laughs> for the big potato. <laughs> All right. Um, Back to the top. This. Yeah, Mike. Matt, which uh, I, I, I don't think there's any way that Dark Order doesn't uh, do a dark match here. But what, what would you have open the real show, the real pay-per-view that you got to spend money on? Well, let me say this. Um, I, I'm going to throw a loop here. Is is Matt Hardy getting introduced as the leader of the Dark Order at Revolution? I don't know when his contract's up. I thought he still had a month or so. Did he? If his contract's not up and the Dark Order is, we haven't seen him yet, and you know suddenly it's 11.30, I got to think Matt Hardy's coming out. But um, if they open the show, I, I don't think we're seeing the, the, the freeing of the deletion. Not yet. Did you see his uh, Instagram and Twitter post where he took, like, it, it was something, the king of RKO, and you could jumble up the letters, and it turned into Dark Order. It, it oh was pretty God. cool. Did it? Yeah. Like, he anagrammed it? Yeah, oh, it was pretty that's sweet. So cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, with that, if, if 
<laughs> what we could pull from you saying this should be a dark match is that it doesn't need too much discussion. But uh, goddamn, give uh, give the Dark Order like a, a good win streak, or, or otherwise this is gonna fall flat. Um, you can't just depend on like this can't turn into Impact where it's like it can fizzle, but eventually we're gonna announce someone <clears throat> we're gonna announce someone cool, so it'll be fine. Like no, don't. God damn it. I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see them, like, holding out for someone cool to sign on. So then that makes, you know, the big reveal. I, I need I need the Dark Order to start winning because right now they're the most unique thing. I don't know. Statlander's pretty unique, too, when you're an alien. But uh, they're one of the most unique things on <laughs> AEW. So I need I need a long sustain. I, I need their power of being the dark order to look like it means something um but i i'll i'll say that yeah i think uh when i heard what the gimmick was it was like two dudes and then like you know these other like spidery shadowy figures just come out and ambush you taken from kingdom hearts because yeah you know they look like the heartless um that's what they used to be called well they were then they got then the copyrights came in Well, maybe it'll be uh, a Cody? little bit easier uh, now no. that Bob Iger has stepped down, you know. Yeah, um, maybe. Unless he, you know, Disney, uh, you know, purchases the Dark Order. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think I want to like the Dark Order. I, I like the idea. I, I just, uh, like you said, I want something more to latch on to. I want some more substance. Like, I want to learn about these guys. I want to hear some promos. I want to see them win a freaking match for once. It yeah. doesn't bode well that they're fighting SCU, um, who also badly needs a win um especially to aew you know where the wins and losses matter uh i i i can't like i would never put money on dark order not at this juncture um so that's i think that's the one dark match i i can't see the other matches really being a pre-show match unless there's some other you know battle royal that's you know kind of yet to be announced um yeah but man of the other matches that i read out for you how would you open the show um God, you know, I, I'm going to say this, and I shouldn't because this isn't your question. I, I'd let MJF and Cody end the night. Um, so I guess to start the show, probably Young Bucks. And I mean, think about how many episodes of Dynamite we've watched. This show is totally opening up with Young Bucks and then Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's totally opening with the tag match. Um, that's what's going down. I we don't even have to if it's not that like if we're gonna play the they're gonna make this um or just push it back on the card just to throw us for a loop um i think the order you have it now kind of makes sense with uh guevara and uh darby going at it i just um the when they let darby off the leash i i really like those matches and those those like super athletic uh you know cruiserweight matches um, when they would kind of, when AEW kind of does these allusions to WCW, but not quite, um, you know, that's how they used to start out their pay-per-views was the smaller guys, you know, the Mysterios, the Jerichos, the Hooventudes. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, like what you said, the Young Bucks, uh, pulled the curtain, but I just think that the way they want to tell this story the way they kind of teased, you know, the Young Bucks, um, taking credit for all of Paige's success, um, because that story feels like it's got a little more juice to it, it feels like it might get a little more prominent spot on the card. Uh, that's why I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they push that back a little bit. But um, 
I would I would I would probably do Darby first. Matt, what is the best case scenario for a 2020 match between Dustin Rhodes and Jack Hager? Um I mean I guess Hager should win. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, he I don't know. It's tough to say because we, we don't know how they're going to tell this Hager story. Like, what if he goes out there in a polo? Um, I, I just, <laughs> you know, that happens. And we're going to see Dustin like, what are you doing, man? And he's going to be like pulling on his on his collar. Why are you wearing the shirt? See, really see him mouthing the words. And then Jack's just going to be like, you know, coming in snarling. And then, uh, I don't know, from there, you either have him just destroy Dustin or you have Dustin have his way and Jack just, just slowly phased out of the inner circle. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say. I think, um, I think Hager probably needs the win more than Dustin and it, it kind of fits like an ongoing storyline, right? He, like Dustin should only be in AEW to lose at this point, but, uh, you know, that, yeah, that- that should be his job. It's just weird that like the inner circle drafted another uh, monster to, you know, in Jeff Cobb. And it's like, well, wait, we have Jack who's it's February in the new year. He's still never had a match. Has yeah. he had a match? Nope. I don't think he's, I think he's Oh no. I don't think he's had one freaking fight yet, man. <laughs> what are they doing to this poor guy? I, don't um, know. I think best case scenario is, Oh, I, if he comes out and he does that ridiculous like jog to the second rope and then the the swagger bomb that it doesn't look like it hurts because it's only from like the first or second turnbuckle. Yeah. I just he I I pray for his sake that he's evolved his his moveset a little bit cuz I think the way he can't talk, he can't do promos, he's he never speaks for the inner circle. So he, he now he's not even the muscle. Now that they have Jeff Cobb so for his own sake, I hope he's evolved his moveset a little bit, and he can kind of like, whoa, you know, not not necessarily pulling out like a like a curb stomp, but he's he's got to prove why he's in the inner circle because we we character wise we haven't seen it. He doesn't fight. He doesn't talk. He's just taller than most of the other wrestlers. That's the only reason I can see he's on the team. Um, that's his best case scenario. Dustin's in there to help him make, you know, make him look like a million bucks. He's, you know, one of the most, you know, safe professional workers you can ask for. Um, Jack, this is it, man. It's fucking February. We haven't seen if you're, oh no, you got to beat this old guy and, you know, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got in the tank. Um, Matt, let, uh, let's take this over to Statlander Nyla Rose. Um, you're our special correspondent when Nyla was triumphant, winning her belt. Um, and Statlander is an alien. Um, yeah, no, Statlander's cool, but Nyla's holding on to this title. I, they didn't give this enough juice, um, this storyline for it, for it to actually turn into a, a title exchange. And, and Statlander definitely is putting together like the online material and content that makes it feel like she's she's not ready to hold a title where uh 
Orange Cassidy's teaching her like how to use chairs and stuff because she's an alien. Um, so yeah, she she's definitely uh, setting up this character to be one that's that's not a title holder. So I'll, I'll look like an idiot, you know, after Saturday night if she wins. But um, I think I think Nyla's holding on to this, and I think she showed against uh, Rio that she's she's got a lot of talent. Um, so I Nyla's winning. Um, Statlander. I really liked her uh, from her debut to even this point. I think she is a kooky character, and I like that she goes, uh, excuse the use of this phrase, but I like that she goes all in uh, on her character. It's 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 fun to watch. There, yeah, that, that's there. Yeah, this, there's uh, a lot of characters, and um, you know they're 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 the same. And, and I'm not talking about women's wrestling or men's. I'm talking in wrestling. Like they all just kind of have the same shtick. Like when you think about it, they're just Mr. Tough Guy or Mr. Tough Girl. Uh, so I, I I like that there's something different with Statlander. So I, I I'm a huge yeah, I fan. Just, uh, I think uh, it's yeah, just a shame that she's chomping um, at the bit. Yeah, yeah I just, uh, shut up, Matt. So what I think? <laughs> I just think it's a shame that, like you said, she is unique and that they you know already put her in the main event, like going for the gold. Yeah. Because then you know win or lose, I don't think it means as much as you know if we had some real emotional connection to her I, that's all i just wish that we kind of would slow burn this instead of oh we got a we got kind of a character right throw that character in there you know and you're you're just going to be fodder otherwise you're just playing hot potato with the belt and you know historically that's never a good idea mike hot tag you ready Rick. is the spicy mcchicken sandwich the greatest mcdonald's sandwich of all time Because I just saw a commercial that it's back. I don't, I'm not sure what you're seeing on your screen, but I'm watching on Xfinity. Spicy, a spicy and it's McChicken. back. The spicy sounds... McChicken. Oh, man. That does sound good. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that that it is, It's my favorite McDonald's sandwich next to the Arch Deluxe, which I'm the only human being that liked the Arch Deluxe. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh where were we okay so uh i'm picking nyla you're picking uh nyla yeah so we uh we did kind of skip over too I, I i'm gonna take dark order i'm taking sammy and jack so now i've got nyla um so what let's let's do next on the list is young bucks and kenny omega and adam page uh nobody cares who you're picking mike i'm sorry go ahead who are, who are you picking <laughs> Um, I don't know if the winner of this match matters as much. It just feels like they're they're already trying to break up these tag teams so that they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Um, it feels like this is more of a, a story match than an outcome match where it's you know not gonna have a clean finish or something like that. Like Paige gets frustrated and walks away or something, and then the Bucks do an honorable thing and you know don't make Omega fight by himself, some goofy thing. Um. I um I just what I, I think for me, Matt, best case scenario would be uh you know, we know how Omega feels about the young bucks. These are his boys, these are the guys who started AEW together. I would just love for Paige to like really just snap and take control and get tired of the young bucks, you know, uh, you know, teasing them, bullying them, you know, double teaming them. Um, acting like, you know, he's just the fourth or fifth or sixth wheel, uh, you know, for the all for the elite. And I'd like to see him just beat the shit out of the Bucks. Just like 
you know, really lariat those guys, you know, they're, they're super kicks. He just no sells them. Um, and he just goes like 2011 Kane on them. I, I think that would be really cool. And then Omega for him to have to decide like, Whoa, do I go to the aid of my friends or do I like be part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Uh, I think that would be a fun predicament for Omega. I think it would give the Bucks some anger against Paige to make them, you know, really want to turn this into a war instead of a contest. Um, and then Paige to, you know, use this platform, these three guys as like a, a podium, an altar for him to finally get over in this AEW audience. Because I still maintain to this day that the crowd feels like I do about him, where I can sense there's something there. There's star power lurking underneath, but we just haven't quite seen it yet i haven't quite seen it so i think this would be a great opportunity for him to just raise hell obliterate the bucks and give omega a real tough decision so i about where his loyalties lie i think the bucks are are taking this match i think this is like the best way for the bucks to take the titles i think that's kind of how their their math went down and aew seems to move fast like we we didn't really get a long holdout for for mjf uh which we'll talk about in a second but um which i i would have loved like a whole year of mjf being good and doing the will he won't he and uh thinking about how few pay-per-views they have i'm gonna say it was pretty quick that mjf turned on cody but um so that's my proof but i i I definitely think they're not holding on to this uh adam page kenny omega because of what you're talking about that they they want to get adam page into that next tier that next level and he's gonna get that if he has a pay-per-view match with kenny omega come uh what's the next one is the next one all out or is it double or nothing anyway uh whatever the next one is uh and, and then the young bucks get to it's, hold the titles uh, so then they can do a young Bucks. next one's uh AEW revolution it's tomorrow no jesus thanks mike <laughs> So that was helpful. Uh, but yeah, then then you can do Mike. Then you can go all summer and just go Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros and just have that <laughs> take you into the fall. Um, but yeah, that that's that's how I see it going down. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I, I don't think that's a bad way to go about it either. It just um... it's not terrible. But I I, I will be kind of you know I'll have that same feeling I had with MJF turning on Cody so quickly. Like it is something they should hold on to. But yeah, I mean at some point you got to gotta the... do matches, and you know this is not you know WWE where they have uh, 450 wrestlers uh, on the payroll. <laughs> so eventually these guys are gonna actually have to square off. I just think that this could be you know one of the big feuds that carries this company. Um, you know, like all timers where uh, MJF and Cody, Cody getting the uh, legit, legit positivity, MJF earning every boo. Um, I, I, I don't see any way for this confrontation to be anything less than an A minus. It's they've built it up so much. These these guys are are so good at their jobs. Uh, the one thing that I think could ruin it is a few times in AEW's pay per views, it's kind of like. They know this might be your first one, so they're they're trying to you know get get every trick in there, you know, to get every you know show their hand completely. And I just I just wish they would just let these two guys just work, just let them do the, the facial expressions, let them do the story. I hope they don't have like uh, you know run-ins and stuff like that. And I know they want to try and get everybody a paycheck, get them on the show. I just this match, I would just leave it alone. Let, let these two guys do their stuff. 
that would be my best case scenario. If if we have run-ins, you know, that's the only thing that for me, I just want to be in that illusion. It's just these two guys fight forever. That's what I want to see. I can I, I can get on board with that. I, I don't know if there's a better way for me to book that match, like to do some fantasy booking right now. But, um, yeah, this is definitely one. It doesn't matter who you pick to win. I think we just want to see it happen, which has kind of been the case for Cody so far. Um, so and that's... Doesn't that Matt, doesn't that feel like a successful wrestling program? It'd be like at WrestleMania, you know, Rock and well, you know, Stone Cold. Like you just want to see them fight. We have we have the evidence, Mike, of like what can go wrong when somebody has power in pro wrestling, uh, like a Kevin Nash um, yeah. <laughs> calling his own shots, Hulk Hogan, and how it just kind of feels like what the fuck am I watching this for? Um, so you could give Cody a hard time and say, I can't believe he gives himself the best storylines. No, it's a, it's just fucking Cody Rhodes being Cody Rhodes. And uh, goddamn, if if he knows where the best spot to put MJF was, and he did. Um, this this is this is just. So I'll, I'll just say it again. We've we've seen it go poorly when somebody has some control, and uh, we you know what we've seen it. Mike, we just saw it go poorly. When when the wrestlers have no control and it's all Vince McMahon making the decision, so fuck it all to hell. This is this is going to be one of the best storylines in pro wrestling over you know a couple of years and the start of AEW. So let, I just want to sit back and enjoy it. Um, yeah. All right. So what do we have left? We've got uh, what an AEW championship match. Yep. We all made right. it. Uh, you know who should win this, Mike? Who you get? Chris fucking Jericho. I don't think I don't think we're ready yet. I don't think we're ready for that jelly, but um Ooh, is that a little bootylicious reference, man? Hell yeah. Um I, how we do you used, feel? We used to fight it's, over that CD, remember that? I, I remember Disney's child. We used to fight over the poster that was inside of the C D box. That no, was... we wanted to listen to the hot songs that were coming <laughs> out of that C D, man. I don't know who you're kidding. Um some hot <clears throat> all right yeah go ahead oh matt what are you ludicrous over there anyway <laughs> moxley jericho yeah i don't think i need to see moxley win the title yet um i i really like this clash i like this feud um i feel like these two guys are really running you know on all cylinders um and you know where i said mjf and cody just let these two guys work i don't mind who comes crashing into this match i think it's just gonna be you know i want this to just be like a, a PlayStation Twisted Metal. I just want crazy collisions. Uh, I just want to see, you know, two meaty men slapping meat and, you know, if some barbed wire gets involved, Jericho, you know, pulls out his title, starts whapping him with it, maybe an electric guitar. Starts I don't swinging care. around his title in public. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Two men slapping out big old titles. Swinging the titles. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just, they, they, AEW succeeded, uh, uh, flying colors with the MJF Cody build and the Moxley Jericho build. Um, Cause I, I care about watching this match. Like it's, it's must see TV to see who comes out on top. Um, it should, it should be Jericho. It probably will be Jericho, but it's not like if Moxley won, we'd all be super pissed. Cause Moxley has been, he, he seems like such for a, for a, a, one of those gray characters, one of those classic breaking bad, you know, shades of gray characters. He seems so happy on AEW. Like yeah. he, he's like, this is what I've always wanted to be doing. 
all my nonsense that you've seen on YouTube videos, but now it's on TNT for a lot of people to enjoy. Yeah. Um, he just seems so happy. And I, I think Renee Young, she needs to come over and, you know, kind of help out the commentating team a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I'm excited for this match. Um, it should be the main event. Um, this is their, their two biggest guys. And, and, you know, Cody, you know, I think responsibly, he's not going to put himself at the, the top billing in a non-title. Get over that title. Get over AEW. Get over the best of AEW. And you do that by having these two guys close the show. Well, did I leave any talking points for you, Matt? No, just some new ones while we're watching <laughs> uh, while we're watching SmackDown. They replaced the men's elimination chamber match with a tag team elimination chamber match just now because Mike Roman Reigns don't need no elimination chamber match to make himself the number one contender. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's let's do this, uh, Mike. What was what was the best uh, pay-per-view of uh, of the week? I'll go first. Uh, it's going to be AEW Revolution. Uh, Mike, what was, what was the best show Wednesday Night Wars? Mike, uh, it, was, uh, it was AEW Dynamite. Um, I, stop <laughs> making me angry, please. Uh, that'd be great. Don't get, like, don't don't put your your goons, uh, Bully Ray, on Twitter to tell me I'm an idiot because I don't get it. Like you know the just the classic like oh you didn't like my favorite movie you just didn't you just didn't get it like no sometimes movies fucking suck uh and they're too convoluted and they try way too hard uh this was the opposite though this is don't not tell trying... me that wwe grasping at straws with a ratings uh uh like last ditch effort is good storytelling don't 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 do it a guy we built you know you just for Bray Wyatt, we've been we've been building him he's undefeated and he loses his first match in saudi arabia to a 60 year old guy come on like 17 years ago goldberg looked out into the crowd and he he matched eyes with roman reigns this is in the making you're an idiot if you didn't see it you're stupid you can't believe you don't remember that um was he fighting for that many years ago i don't know who gives a fuck um Oh, when he had that terrible match against uh, Lesnar? No, I uh, I threw out 17 years. Oh, yeah, I guess 2003. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right so that there. worked out. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, let's sail off into the sunset. What are we at? Uh, an hour and ten. God fucking damn it. We're never going to get these fucking episodes under an hour. All right, I'm getting rid of all the AEW chatter. Uh, they had the better week, but unfortunately I wanted to get this under an hour. So let's... Uh, We'll delete all this. We'll be at 40 minutes. You know what? Anytime we mention The Fiend, we're going to delete it. We're going to be just like WWE and wipe them right off the map. If we eliminate, if we deleted, (laughs) eliminated, if we, if we deleted every time I said fuck, this would get under an hour. Uh, We'd have a 10 minute episode. We'll try that next time. All right, everybody. Uh, please go on over to BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com and make sure you catch up on all the old episodes. And, um, Please, for the love of Christ, uh, rate and review us. If you've been listening to this, I see you replying to us. I see you out there. Please, God, rate and review us. It means so much. Uh, I'm begging you. Just one. Just give us five stars. Say you think we're the funniest two wrestling 
we're way funnier than Bully Ray. Say that. If you say that, and you and you send us a screenshot, I'll buy you a goddamn Drew McIntyre t-shirt. Um, also, we're still doing the Drew McIntyre thing, so go on over to Anchor.fm and look up um, the Brothers of Discussion and leave us a message so that uh, you can win a Drew McIntyre t-shirt, because if you're the only person that enters, guess what? You're going to goddamn win a Drew McIntyre t-shirt with his big old schlong hanging up the front of it. So, go do that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.